Like I, I, I want to die. I don't want to be here. And and I, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I I've dealt with that for for many many years. Yep. Um. And there are times where I could get a text from you, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, dude, you're better than this. Mm-hmm. Get your stuff together and let's go. Yep. Let's let's kill it." And I will gravitate towards that. Yep. But when I'm in that mode, um, there's nothing anyone can say to me. No. To get me out of it. No. And that's the scariest part is that as much as you fight getting to that point, mm-hmm. ultimately it's continuous, right? You oh, can yeah. you can fend it off. You can keep working on yourself and improving to the point where you're not having to deal with that. But at the end of the day, just in my personal experience, I can't speak for anyone else, but I end up back there more often than I'd like. Sure. And there's nothing anyone can do or say. No. You know, and I won't go into details, but I've had experiences in the past where people didn't realize how deep it was mm-hmm. until they were face to face with me in that situation. Right. And oh my God. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. No. You it, know. And, and it is because of the kind of person that you are externally. Yeah. Again, we're talking about that 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 public mask, right? That that persona that you have to put on and the assumptions, right? Yeah. People look at you, they see a certain thing. They see this guy that's just constantly motivated, four o'clock in the gym every day, working out, hustle, bustle, kicking ass, taking names, right? That's the that's the perceived everyday life of Justin, right? It's like this yeah. guy's this guy's got it. He's on. And when you're off, people are like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wh- why? Where's this coming from? Like, what's this all about? Yeah. And, and, and it's very similar for me, too. And I didn't I didn't understand any of it before. Mm-hmm. I've grown up with I, I have a clinically diagnosed like a mood disorder. Right. Yeah. And I'm not like one. I have one. And, and it's it has a name. It's called cyclothymia mm-hmm. is what I have. So if anybody knows anything about that, it's just basically highs and lows. So like being manic, you know, not super crazy manic, but like super high highs like I'm I'm ambitious, I'm motivated, I'm kicking ass, I'm doing things, I'm pushing forward, full steam ahead. Like I, you were talking about dealing in absolutes. When I'm in my manic phase, dude, it's like, no, I am doing this, this is what I'm doing. There's literally no force in the world that's gonna stop me from doing what I'm doing. Right. And that's where I'm at. And then there's the lows. And the lows, the lows fucking suck, dude. Oh yeah. That, that's, that's where I go. And I never paid attention to it when I was younger. I just thought I was moody. I was always called moody. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was called moody by my parents, I was called moody by my teachers. Like, oh, he just, you know, it was good one day, bad the other, and this, that, and the other. And I, and I never paid attention to it, you know, especially as an adult. I didn't pay attention to it. I just, you know, people be like, oh, he's an asshole. And then there are other people who be like, oh, he's great. What are you talking about? He's funny. And they were getting both sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. I was like, am I an asshole? Am well, I Am I funny? I don't, I, don't, I don't even know. Well, not only you, but everybody, everybody else somewhat accepted the fact that this is just how he is. Yeah. And so you kind of took that as well. And you're like, ah, I guess I'm just that. Well, and, the, and those are the people that are my friends, yeah. too. I mean, like you and, and other people that are in my life that I've had, you know, forever. Yeah. You know, I have friends. I have, It's very not uh, par for the course to have friends for more than 20 years. And I've got a few of them, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's because we just, uh, on both sides, accept each other for who we are. And mm-hmm. we don't try to change anything, you know. But going back, I didn't realize that I had this, you know, ailment or whatever. And right. I don't I don't use it as a crutch. It was more of like when it was actually like fully discovered and diagnosed and, you know, therapy and all that stuff and, and and they said this is this is what you have. This is the why. 
it was like the best day of my life because I knew that I wasn't fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like, oh, well, no shit. Like right. makes sense. And then you like start looking it up and looking through these different things. And, you know, I sat down with my wife when I actually found it. So this is relatively recently. I mean, I got married in 2018. So this is this is new. Yeah. And I sat down with my wife and I was like, hey, this is what was discovered. And what do you think of this? And she like goes and reads through this list. And she's like, um, that's a book written about you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, OK, so right. Th this is this is on point then. And like just knowing that that's what it was. I am so much more aware and capable of dealing with things I never dealt with before because now I know when I switch and the power in that, just say it how it is. Just last night I had a, an episode. It yeah. was something very innocuous, something that shouldn't have even escalated the way that it did. But for me, I was at a low point. Information came. I didn't agree with it. And I just, I shut down right. completely. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the night, I'm not going to delve into the details, but it was just, I wasn't in a good place. Woke up still kind of combative a yeah. little bit right and tried to have a conversation with my wife and talk it out and i wasn't i still wasn't there and she now knowing the things that she knows about me and this ailment she has taken it upon herself because she loves me and she cares to learn about how to kind of combat these things yeah. and she is so good now at being like hey that thing you just said or that thing you were just talking about, do you really mean that? Do you really truly believe in your heart that that's the way that I feel or this is or that is or whatever? And she says it back to me. And, you know, I like to consider myself a pretty intelligent guy. And she says it back and I'm like, I don't believe that at all. Why did I say that? Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like a, it's like a, oh shit, you're right. Like, why did I say that? Yeah. And then when she does that, it like interrupts that cycle for me, you right. know, and, and, and it's so easy to get wrapped around the axle when you're, when you're going down that path, right? Nothing's good. Everything's bad. You know, this is against me. That's against me. Blah, blah, blah. The world is terrible. And you just, it's so easy when you're reclusive and dealing with it by yourself to just think everything is shitty. Right. Right. right yeah. And you're just like, there's nothing, there's nothing that can get me back. But when you have that person, in this case, in this very scenario, my wife, who says, hey, the things you're saying, you may believe them, but let me say it back to you and see if you really believe it. And when it's coming from another person, you're like, I don't mean that. Yeah. I didn't mean that. I, I, that's, I'm, you know, at, at that point, that's when the I'm sorry start and everything. But it, now it's not even turning into, she's not trying to prove me wrong. She's trying to point out the fact that, hey, you're in one of your cycles and this is what's happening and this is the direction we're headed and is that the direction you really want to go and more times than not probably like 99.9% .9 of the time that like it calms everything out right. it like it puts it out puts the fire out puts everything out and like recenters me you know back i'm not high i'm not low i'm back in the middle where i can actually think and say oh you're right and and to keeping with the theme of of what we've been talking about going back to the discussion about learning evolving and being open and willing to be vulnerable in certain scenarios with certain people right uh the patience and the almost acceptance of you being in these highs and these lows mm -hmm. and i'm not going to speak for her but 
only the fact that you were open and vulnerable enough to share these things with her was she able to gain an understanding of what you were doing. 100%. And then she put the effort into making sure that there was no fire meeting fire. Right. right. That ah, I know what he's doing because I know what I, he's he's been open and vulnerable enough to share these things with me. I know what's going on right now. Right. So I'm not going to fight fire with fire. Right. I'm going to find a different way to do it. Which there may have been a time in the adolescence of our relationship that it was fire on fire. Well, but that's that's growth within the relationship. But sure. Also growth as humans, as individuals. Well, you right? would hope you would hope you would hope so. Right. Yeah. 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 You guys are, are growing and evolving based on what you're learning about yourselves and about each other. And I think definitely that highlights exactly what we were trying to say in the beginning where, you know, you don't necessarily have to be writing an Instagram post about your highs and your lows right and how that makes you feel and what types of things you're dealing with at the high and the low point for sure but when you're open and vulnerable with the people that matter the most right the the people that you feel comfortable enough and and really the people that need that vulnerability mm -hmm. uh i would say probably a relationship uh, a Maybe. marriage is yeah. probably the marriage is probably a good place to start. The most important one that you're able to actually make some significant progress together towards not allowing that particular demon to overcome you. Oh yeah, as, as a as an individual, but also as a group, right? For the sure. Two of you, uh, and that's awesome, dude. Like that's what it's all about. I think more people need to be open to that. More people need to be willing to actually explore having these conversations yeah like you said sometimes the perception of how we're supposed to be makes it so that when we let some of these things off our chest and we share these vulnerabilities with others mm -hmm. we're like oh that was a bad idea don't do that oh my god i gotta come back up. definitely but <laughs> bring it back in bring it back in i didn't say that i can guarantee at least to a certain degree every time those things are shared mm -hmm. every time we break that vulnerability barrier that we put up for ourselves even with each other mm -hmm. there's some level of relief oh yeah and peace that comes with you know not that we have to share our burdens and our struggles with each other all the time and no. everything that we go through we have to give to somebody else but in the case of this clinically diagnosed issue that you have that mm -hmm. causes these subset of problems across you my know, moodiness everything right <laughs> This this answer that you discovered mm -hmm. for years and years and years of being called moody, moody, right, yeah. or dick or an asshole, Wh whatever, right? Yeah. Um. As a as a teenager growing up, you know, as a if you'd have told me I had this when a teenager, I'd been like, okay, yeah. But if you didn't have it clinically diagnosed and people still called you that, then you'd be like, eh, yeah. I guess I am, yeah, uh, whatever. I am whatever you say I am, right? Yeah. But the, the fact that you have the answer and you share it with your wife mm -hmm. and collectively you guys work towards finding a solution. Because, like we talked about... Uh, and it's still a process, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're working towards it. It is not fixed. It yeah. is something that is a daily, literally daily, moment-to-moment -moment battle. Right. Like, like you talked about before, when you're in it, mm -hmm. you're not going to pull yourself out of it. Nope. But she can have the patience and peace of mind to kind of be like, hey... I know where you're at. Yep. I got you. Yep. We're good. 
which is also really hard too, especially being we're talking about being a man. I I mean, by all intents and purposes, I am a alpha male type leader type person, right? Yeah. Inherently, it's just always happened. You know, whether mm-hmm. it was on sports, military, whatever. I again talking about perceptions. I have that about me. Yeah. You know, I just I'm the dude that gets put up front. They're like, hey, you're fucking loud and big. You go take care of it. Mm-hmm. And being that we're in a relationship and it's a 50 50 split right and in our case a husband and wife which is applicable to other you know whatever spousal arrangements you have yeah and relationships um but like in our case you know i i like to be the the alpha male but when she comes and tells me like hey you're kind of being like an alpha bitch right now because <laughs> because she does yeah. i mean really she does and she and and, and that, but that's what i need we're talking about somebody that you know, responds well to, hey, you're screwing up, fix it. Okay, you're right. I'm fi- I need to fix this. Yeah. You know, she has now started implementing that in, in the way she communicates with me when I have these down moments, but in a way that isn't, it's not disrespectful. It's done out of love. But for me, I hear that and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, well, you're right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the, the, the fact that she does that, I'm, I'm willing to bet is because she knows you. Oh yeah, like she knows you better than yeah in, anyone. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas, like we've talked about before, that that approach may not work in every relationship. Because no, that person mm-hmm. may not be receptive to that type of behavior. No, it might piss them off or it, shut them down completely. It may not even work if you did that to her. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to speak about her stuff, but you know, there's definitely a different dichotomy when it comes to going the other direction. Well, yeah, and I'm just saying like the blanket, Hey, this is going to work. Isn't going to, isn't necessarily going to fix every problem. Sure. You know, and it could be in one relationship where the approaches have to be vastly different. For sure. You know, you talk about, um, that's a, a whole nother podcast where we can get into relationship dynamics and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I think the fact that you shared with her what you deal with mm-hmm. and why and how and what it what it looks like and what it's from and she takes the time to understand it and she knows you so she knows how to get you when you're in your lows oh yeah and pick you up yeah um it's very indicative to the fact that you guys have so much success together yeah you are where Trial you're at today error, bro well everything is it, right? that isn't that the truth everything yeah. is we, we can sit here and we can talk about our experiences. We can talk about the things that we've gone through and how we've dealt with them. But at the end of the day, we didn't learn any of that out of a textbook. No. We took what we learned or what we read or what we've heard and we applied it mm-hmm. and saw what worked and saw what didn't work and kind of came to a conclusion for something that works for us. That's continuously a process for improvement, right? It's, right. it's growth all the time. I got I got to ask you too because we're talking about this thing and 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 our own self discoveries and kind of coming out of that shell and sharing and things like that. So even even doing that now and and sharing things, the fact that we are the type of people that we are. I mean, let let's call it what it is. You and I, we we both like to win. Yes. What whatever the case may be, sports, the gym, work, whatever. I, I want to fucking win. Yep. I, I want to be the best at what it is that I'm doing. Yep. And how much of an impact does it have when you know that when you go down, you can beat it, but you know it's going to come back? You mean in terms of how I approach it? Yeah. So, like, okay, so 
let's just say you were down and out, you know, beating yourself up, you know, and like you said, you know, you got a text from me, you kind of came out of it and, and now you're back where you are, you're back on track, you know, uh, things are going better than they were at least at that time. Yeah. You, you beat that specific session, mm -hmm. but we know you and I both on both sides know that we're both going to have similar, you know, instances again and right. again and again until the day that we die. How does it make you feel that you know that that's not something that you can necessarily beat, but it's something that you can be better prepared for? Well, I look at it in, in a similar fashion that I look at, uh, and I, I hate to do this again, but I equate it to fitness a lot. Yeah. Right? There's no, I'm a passionate fan of bodybuilding. Yeah. There's no perfect foods. No. There isn't. There's no perfect way of doing things. There's no perfect training style. There's no perfect diet. There's no perfect anything. Sure. The pursuit of it is what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I look at that the same when I hit these low spots, right? One, a few years back, when I started to really do some self-discovery, I began to understand that in order to beat this mm -hmm. long-term, I had to accept it. Not how hard was that though to accept that? Well, it's a balancing act because when you look at it and you say, I need to accept this, mm -hmm. it's almost as a defeatist. It's submission. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that I'm accepting it as something that I can't ever improve. Right. But it's something that is there. Absolutely. I, You're acknowledging it. I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think the nightmares are ever going to stop. Yeah. As much as I want to, as much as I work on them, I don't think they will. Mm -hmm. I don't think the thoughts are permanently ever going to go away. Okay. So when I say acceptance, I mean accepting the fact that this is going to be around in some form or fashion forever. Mm -hmm. And my focus then shifts from having to find a way to defeat it to finding a way to lessen it. Right. Because I, d I don't put the pressure on myself to make it go away because then when it comes back, I feel like I failed. Right. Right. Which we talked about how that ends up. Yes. Yes. But I, I, I know it's going to come. Mm -hmm. I can sense it when it's coming. Oh, yeah. So knowing that that's been the case, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at some point in the future, I can't overcome this completely. Mm -hmm. But in the event that I don't, I don't feel like a failure mm -hmm. because all I'm trying to do is spread the amount of time that elapses between the times where I hit my low. Those events. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Deal with them a little bit better. Right. Learn from each opportunity. Right. You know, because life is all about successes and failures. It is. From from the very beginning to yeah. the very end. It's yep. about trials and tribulations. It's about learning from your mistakes. One hundred percent. So I think that that was my shift in mentality was when I started to accept the fact that this was just going to be there mm -hmm. and that I wanted to then focus on doing the best I could to deal with them, to overcome them, right? to not be super toxic. Bro, when I was, when I first got back from Afghanistan, nobody wanted to be around me. Yeah. Like I you, was, you weren't a ray of sunshine. I was not. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, one of my first goals was to overcome that piece. Sure. And you did. If I'm going to deal with it, I need to deal with it in a way that I'm not just a jerk to everybody and everything around me. Right. Because the world doesn't stop moving, even though you had all that going on. And to you, that was your world. That was the way things were. Yeah. But the rest of the world, they're not on the same page you are. No. So why do they deserve 
the aggression, which you 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 knew that, right? Obviously, that's why you wanted to fix it. Yeah. And, and I know it when I have my moods, and they're and you know again, my wife now calls me out and says, "Hey, you're being an asshole, stop mm-hmm. it." And I'm like, "You're right." Yeah. And because you don't want to be that way. No. Right. I mean, no. it's not. It, there's no pleasure that comes out of being that way. It just it just is, and you know when it's off. And, and it doesn't feel good, but people perceive you as being that way because you want to be, and it's not. They don't know why. They don't yeah. know the why, but the, the shitty thing about it is is people often don't take the time to ask the why. True. You know, if I'd have been around back when you came back from Afghanistan and stuff, you know, because, I mean, obviously we've known each other 20-plus years, but, you know, in that specific time frame, we weren't talking at yeah. that point. Yeah. If I would have been around, I would have asked you, like, yeah. point blank. I'd be like, hey, bro. What's the fuck is wrong? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And you may or may not have told me based on, upon that specific situation, but I would have asked because I'm invested one right. in in you and, and in in people in general. Yeah, you know if something is off, and I know the kind of person you were before you left, yeah. and I know the person you are when you got back. Yeah. There was obviously a change, huge so, shift. So what's up? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really have much of that. It right. was kind of. Um, and, and to be fair, I, I may not have even been receptive to that. Probably, because, I, honestly, you probably wouldn't have been at be, that point in time. Because I do think that people asked. I do think people that that people cared, mm-hmm. and they and they asked me. But in my mind, not having gone through what I went through or seen what I've seen, mm-hmm. you have no, you have no. What stock way, do you have? You have no way to comprehend what I'm dealing with. For sure, right? I came back, for lack of a better term, bro. I came back with a death wish. Like, yeah. I didn't care. I right. wanted to get back over there as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And not the best thing for a father right. <laughs> to be that way. Right. Right. Or a boyfriend to be that way. Right. You know, and, and a, a son, you know, and I I don't know, man. It, it was, it is a constant process. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. It is. Even when we can talk about some of the successes we've had. Mm-hmm. Personally, professionally, in fitness. I mean, we talk about weight loss or, you know, you're now walking around San Diego, like, punking everybody because you're huge, right? <laughs> Not actually <laughs> punking them, just, you know, they're seeing... Just perceptively. That perception, yeah. yeah. Just the, the the growth and the progress that we're making. It's still, it's still a process. Oh, yeah. We still fight that battle every day. Every um, freaking day. But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I had to I had to accept it. Mm-hmm. I had to accept that it's there. I think that started my path towards being a little more vulnerable, mm-hmm. because I mean, accepting this submissive mentality mm-hmm. that I'm just gonna lose to this thing sometimes. Yep, it's really hard to do. Well, we've never truly lost. No, you, no, no, no. We we both know what losing to these ailments means. Yes, absolutely. And and we've not lost, but the fight is. Is every day right? Well, in in our minds, in this machismo, I'm a man, hear me roar yep. mentality that has been bestowed upon us at times. <laughs> losing is anything that's not overcoming, Definitely. anything that's not being the winner. Definitely, I I think there's lessons and there's there's more lessons in our failures than our successes. Oh, th- that is something that has reigned so true, and I think that. Where I am today, personally speaking, where I am today is a culmination of learning 
from my past failures Mm -hmm. and the successes came as a result of learning from those failures it wasn't the success first and then i was like oh you know i was doing all this that and the other and i was an idiot and i'm not going to do that again it was oh i messed up big time and i need to fix that and then see where it takes me you know and man that has held true for everything and now that i have that understanding and knowledge you know and, and i posted something the other day I'm, I'm terrible at quoting things but it was it was long it was along the lines of it, you have the choice to either learn from the shit that you had and wallow in your own self-pity for a minute it's okay it's okay to, to screw up and be like you know what i screwed up and i'm gonna kick my own ass for a little while you know days weeks whatever but you got to snap out of it and once you snap out of it you have to move forward and I didn't have that mentality. I really didn't. Like we talked about the three-year period. I was down and so on and so forth. And for three years, I was beating myself up. I had no desire to come out of where I was and to fix it because I just wanted to sit there. And when I say wanted to, I ended up sitting there and not fixing anything and not getting better because I made those choices, right? And so now that... I have this view that I can now change these things and learn from those mistakes. I am now rapidly coming out of those downfalls versus just sitting there and wallowing in it. Do I still do it every day? Probably. Of course I do. Of course I do. I still have those same moments. I still have those times that every day that I look at myself or look at the things that I'm doing. I'm like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You know, it isn't enough. But now, instead of it overtaking what I'm doing and overtaking my mind, which it did and ran rampant for a long time, I now say, okay, you know, stop. And I have these experiences to know that I have come so far from that point. And it's like, okay, I'm I'm actually doing really good. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. And as long as I continue that process, which again, we're going to have to do both of us in, in our specific cases are going to have to do to the day we die. Yeah. We're going to have to continually evolve and learn from those failures. And if we don't, we would fall back. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to fall back. I just want to get better. The shit's still there and I still got to deal with it. That's fine. But I'm going to keep moving forward because it's the choice that I'm making to not lose. No, I, I, I completely agree. Um, you had said something that brought back a lot of a childhood emotion. Um, my stepdad had given me a poster when I was a, when I was young, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a poem called "Don't Quit" by John Greenleaf Whittier. And in there, it's talking about resiliency and the road traveled is tough. Mm-hmm. And at the end of one of the stanzas, it finishes saying, "Rest if you must, but don't you quit." And I remember that line specifically going back to my childhood. And I can picture it. Uh, it's when I lived in, in the apartments in, in, in Vista. And I remember standing in my room with tears flowing down my face. Mm. I don't remember why, mm. but I remember it was emotion invoking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I was standing there staring at this poster and I was reading it and reading it and reading it over and over and over again. And I remember looking back years later and i can like i said i can still picture it now but looking back years later and imagining remembering that moment where something in my adolescent brain thought the world was ending 
(laughs) Everything is broken. Adolescent brains will do that. Oh, my God. Right. And I remember thinking, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Yep. And years later, uh, when I left active duty, Mm -hmm. I gave these to my airmen, the airmen that I supervised. Mm -hmm. I gave this poem to them. Oh, that's awesome, man. And it was that line that I highlighted to Mm -hmm. them because I think from a broad perspective as society, we look at this go, 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 work, 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 you know, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, that we forget that it's okay to take a breather. Yep. To take a pause, even to take a step back. Yeah. To reassess. And we talked about this in the forging process, right? Mm -hmm. You get to a point where as much as you bang on that thing and heat it up again and it's just not shaping the way you want it, start over. circle back and go back to the drawing board. Yep. And I I can't think of another thing in my life that has given me more clarity and vision than the ability to kind of be like, it's okay to stop for a second. Yep. It's okay to recover. You know, we talked about that. Yeah. We're getting old, bro. It's okay to take <laughs> yeah. days off. Yeah. It's okay to rest. But the point being that the work never stops. Never. It can pause. Nope. It can take reshape, but it never, never stops. Mm-hmm. Um, Mentally and physically. Yes, absolutely. Again, some of the things we talk about often get steered into the gym. Because they're just a bunch of meatheads. But realistically, these approaches and these concepts are not mutually exclusive. They no. They can be used totally. everywhere. Totally. Anyway, man. That was a lot. I'm a little bit emotional right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No, you're, you're uh, the, the resting but never quitting thing. That, that, uh, that, hits, that hits home, especially with somebody, too, that deals with those kinds of thoughts and those kind of like quitting yeah you know what kind of quitting i'm talking about oh yeah and fuck man when you're in it when you're in it and you're not you're you're not thinking clearly obviously because the good thing for some reason whenever you go down that rabbit hole and i'm speaking for myself when i go down that rabbit hole all the good in my life my son my wife my family who loves me my great life that I live, mm-hmm. I don't see it, and I can't see it. It's and, hard. And 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 no matter any amount of thinking about it, it just it's like nope. My my problem, my my mental anguish, it's overpowering it. And yeah. and that is the hardest part for me. And, yeah. and again, being that that strong that strong person, and as much as I can pull myself out of these things. When you're in that moment, when you're in that quitting moment, it doesn't matter. No. And it's it's the craziest shit ever. Yeah. But man, I'm I'm happy that we're both, you know, working on that and and, and able to talk about it because I know we're not the only ones and I know I know that it's not something that is glamorous and I know it's not something that people want to talk about, but man, is it is it prevalent and is it something that people need to hear? Fuck yeah, it is, man. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and we were talking about getting this, talking about this stuff, you know, and and again, not wanting to sh- air out your laundry to the world kind of thing. And and we are in a little a little bit of the sense, but, you know, it's just that vulnerability and, and knowing that 
there are other people that are going through that similar stuff and deal with these things and, and will continue to deal with them and continue to learn and evolve. And, and, and the real message, at least for me, is just what you said. Just never fucking quit. Yeah. Take the rest. Learn from what you did. Take steps in the direction that is forward, never backwards. Even if it's a baby step, even if you're crawling, even if it takes you 20 years to get that one step, take the fucking step forward. And never ever quit. Yeah, that's the biggest lesson. And I and I feel called to express this. Again, we don't have to keep this in, but it's one thing to check on people, mm-hmm. especially people you know or have a sense of feeling that they're dealing with some of these things. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to check on them. Um, it's one thing to have people check on you if you're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to truly and proactively seek being vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, both directions. For sure. Being receptive to someone else's vulnerability and being vulnerable yourself. Mm-hmm. And finding a person, a group of people, whether it's somebody who knows nothing about you or somebody that you trust really, really close, whatever situation, scenario fits best for the individual person. And leveraging a real communicating relationship with that person Mm -hmm. rather than, hey, you good? I'm good. You good? Good. Because oftentimes, like we said, um, reaching out to people, especially people that I know who have struggled with these things, Mm -hmm. they're going to give me the thumbs up more times than they're not. Well, it's more to divert you off their path. Right. And I think that the conversation needs to shift from doing this as a means of doing this, right? Just checking that box. Just checking the box of mm-hmm. checking on people. Mm-hmm. But actually both sides of the fence seeking out interpersonal relationships with, even if it's not somebody that is a friend or a family member, but a therapist or a counselor or somebody mm-hmm. that you can have that conversation with, that you feel open in having that conversation with, and developing that interpersonal connection with someone who, where you can say, hey, are you good? Mm-hmm. Because I know you're not good. Yeah. So let's talk. Mm-hmm. And then that person being receptive to that. Because that's uh, not, not to say that you and I have the perfect example of how this thing should go. No. But there is a different level of checking on each other sure. that we do because we know we've been vulnerable with each other and we're able to be vulnerable with each other. And we've crossed that threshold of, hey, man, I know you've got something going on. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. However, we've got to get together and make this thing happen. Let's talk and let's figure it out. Which is usually overweights. Which is, or food. Mostly food. <laughs> <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, I think that the conversation needs to be more um, developing something real. Developing something that's not, agree more. not superficial. Yep. And, and Instagram wave or uh you know <laughs> uh, a like on a picture right but actually reaching out and having that type of relationship where you can you can share things again it can be a friend it could be a family member it could be somebody that's completely random slide into the mental dm and genuinely inquire and invest in that person yeah yeah and, and thinking about that and just saying the word investing just kind of resonates with me right 
you have to invest in yourself first, yes. Yes. right? You got to pay yourself dividends before you can pay anybody else, yeah. right? Because if not, you're going to be you're going to be bankrupt. And, you're, mm-hmm. and 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 that analogy goes so far in just everything. And yeah. not out of the gym, out of it, it just applicable to life, just blanket across the board. You got to pay yourself first. You have to. And when 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 you do that and you you pay yourself those dividends, you are then able to deposit into other people's banks, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And when you invest in other people, then they turn around and they invest in other people. And it just goes and goes and goes. And before you know it, your return on investment and the investment being that you're being candid and you're being real authentic. Raw. Yeah. Raw, authentic, real. That investment that you're 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 paying is just gonna grow exponentially. Yeah. And th- and that is what it's all about. You know, the superficial stuff, the life stuff that just was so out of our control, you're never gonna change it. Life's gonna go on long before you and I are you know, still on this planet, it's just going to keep on going. And, you know, we can only focus on a controlling what we can control, which is ourselves and our immediate bubbles Hundred percent. and taking those things that we do learn and those investments that we're putting in ourselves and paying those dividends forward to others. So then they can do the same. And that, I think that, that true investment in people is going to make the difference Yes. and, and, and not just doing the, Hey bro, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. Like, hey, bro, you good? I'm good. Okay, well, what's good? What's really going on? Yeah. Where are you at? What are you planning to do in the next month, in the next year? Where are you at? What is life looking like to you down the road? And probably for the most part, when you ask people that, they're going to be like, I don't know, right? But when you really, really ask somebody and you really, really show that you're invested and that you really want to know what it is that they want to accomplish – they're going they're most likely most chances are they're they're going to open up because it's good and even if they're not be open to adapting to the individual right for sure don't make it so rigid that if tell me your story the well yeah or <laughs> or or their response has to fit what you think good looks like oh yeah right and i used to be that way too i was yeah. like oh no that's that's dumb don't do that do this and yeah. that's not that's so that's so wrong Kind of, kind of like how we were talking about how Lindsay knows you, right? And she knows what works for you. She knows how to get through to you. She knows mm-hmm. how to deal with my what bullshit. You're, what you're, what you're doing or going through, for sure. Uh, we collectively, as people, have to be open and willing to learn those people we care about. Yep. Um, because you're not always going to understand unless you seek to understand it, and you have mm-hmm. to have an open mind to do so. So true. So. Yeah, I, I appreciate the chat, man. Yeah, I this, really do. this is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one. I hope uh, I hope uh, people hear it and it kind of resonates. And definitely if there's feedback uh, or input, insight, whatever, share your story. We love to hear about it. And this is a good one. Let us know. Let's link up and uh, we can plug you guys in and tell your story or share your experiences definitely. on the podcast. Definitely. These episodes. Yep, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Just like Coco Melon says. (laughs) You're such a dad. (laughs) Dad's so hard. (laughs) All right, man. Well, catch up next time. All right, man. Later. Later. Thank you for listening. We would love to connect and invite you to reach out to us on Instagram at Iron Fire Podcast and share your thoughts, questions, and experiences. If you enjoyed the podcast and gain insight or value, please share with others who could benefit from it as well.